Podcast Strategies, Episode 70, How to Deal with Noise When Recording. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Podcast Strategies. I want to get back to helping you out with some of the technical issues that we all face as podcasters. And very recently, I've started to experience more of the real world challenges that most podcasters are experiencing. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that we recently relocated from Nashville to Orlando. And if you've ever been to my website, emeraldcitypro.com, you know that in Nashville, I had a fantastic studio that was built primarily for music use. So I had a live tracking room, I had a vocal booth, I had a mixing room, all of this designed by a wonderful professional studio designer, Carl Tatz, for isolation from the rooms between each other and isolation from noise on the outside and every wall was treated and it was fantastic and I never had to deal with noise. Well, now I'm in Orlando and I downsized to one room because I simply wasn't using the other rooms and it's just a regular constructed house and I've had to treat the room. But, you know, I have, I live in a community where I'm much closer to the houses next to me. In in Tennessee, we had two acres I was 500 to 1,000 feet away from the nearest house. Here in Orlando, I'm 10 feet from the next house. We live in a community where all of the landscaping is done through the HOA. So I have no clue when the landscapers are going to show up with their trimmers and their lawnmowers and whatever landscaping equipment they need to take care of our landscaping. So it's been kind of hard to schedule recording of episodes. And this is something that happens to my clients all the time too. I have two or three clients that on a daily basis and a weekly basis trying to record their podcast, they are dealing with something else. Uh, I had one client who dealt with noise in their house, not just noise from people around the house, but actual electrical noise and just all sorts of things that can impact a recording and impact getting a good recording. So what I wanted to do today is talk about ways to deal with noise while recording and give you a few ways that if you're experiencing something, you can try to solve it and get a better recording. Okay. So the first way to deal with noise, let's say you have the landscaper problem that I have, or you have a noisy dog, or you have people that are up to all hours dancing around above you and you've got, they've got wood floors and you can hear the thumping. Any type of noise that's coming from outside. Well, the first way to deal with that would be to find a new location. I, I know that sounds like, well, geez, Danny, I probably would have already thought of that. Um, but think about it in this way, you know, it might be a different room. You never know. You might be a little further away from the noise or you might luck out and have a wall that is a cinder block wall versus a regular framed wall that doesn't have anything in it. A different room could help. I have some clients that have also gone to a completely different location altogether. Several of my clients right now have set up studios in co-working spaces because 
you might think, well, co-working spaces, there's a lot of people there, but these are places that are often set up and designed to be commercial use spaces. So they might have a little bit more material in the walls because they know that there's going to be people talking on the phone and offices right next to someone else. They also tend to have glass walls occasionally. So people might be able to see you, but surprisingly enough, glass is really good at stopping sound and reflecting sound back out. So if it's coming from the outside, so you might be able to find a co-working space that would suit your needs. And they in general also tend to be pretty quiet because people are working and they want to get things done. If all else fails, you can always go to your car as well. So if you have a MacBook Pro, a laptop, whatever, and a USB microphone, you can go in your car because your car is actually a really good acoustic space. It doesn't have a lot of flat surfaces, right? So if something is reflected off something else, it's going in a weird thing. and You don't deal with that early reflection issue that you would deal with in a lot of rectangular rooms. You also have a lot of absorption in there between the seats being soft and the carpet and the head, the headliner on the, on the roof of the car. All of these things are going to suck up sound and actually be a pretty good location to record occasionally. So if all else fails, you can always use your car. Now let's talk about the second way. Dealing with noise is sometimes affected by schedule. So it might be the time of day. I know that the landscapers in my neighborhood only come during the day. So if I wanted to, I could record at nighttime or I could get up early in the morning to do it before they do it. Finding a different time of day if you've got neighbors that are at work during the day. You might find a day of the week where you could record when they're not there. That type of thing. Now the third way, if you can't leave and find a new location. If you can't find a new time to record, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom and or stay-at-home dad and you've got kids that are at school, but during school you need to get other things done and it's noisy during school, you can always treat your location that you're in. Okay, so if you're dealing with noise from the outside, getting a different door, putting weather stripping, around your door that actually would seal some of the, the gaps. Uh, you, know, you don't want to keep it closed for too long because you need some air to move in and out. But changing the door to a thicker door, a solid core door, uh, going to Home Depot and getting a door that's like for an office building where it's glass in the middle and it's got a space in between the glass and you've got wood and then installing a door closer, you know, one of those things that goes at the top and actually pulls the door shut. If that's too expensive, that if you maybe you rent and you're not allowed to do something like that, you could put drapes up on the walls, heavy drapes that would offer you another layer of sound absorption. So that would absorb sound actually coming from behind the drapes. It would also absorb your sound in your room and actually make it sound better. You could also do bookcases. Bookcases and thick books, that's a lot of sound absorption there from the outside. And then along the lines of new doors. If you have, say you're in a city and you can replace your windows, there are laminated glass options. There are airport glass options that might be a little bit more expensive. But if you're a serious podcaster, that investment of $1,000 for new windows in the room that you're going to record in might be worth it because it might pay for it over time. And then finally, and actually probably one of the easier things for you to do short of finding a new location is to get the right microphone. Okay. 
for most podcasters in most environments, you're going to want to have a dynamic microphone. Now, I talked about microphones like this very early on in the podcast. But a dynamic microphone is a microphone that doesn't require power to get it to work. And what that means is that it actually doesn't pick up as much ambient noise in the room. It has a much lower sensitivity, so you actually have to get closer to the microphone to use it. And what that means is it actually ignores, in a way, noise that is more than a foot or two feet away from the microphone. So the go-to mic that I always recommend, it's on my resources page, if you go to dannyosmond.com slash resources, is the Audio-Technica ATR2100. If you've listened to me before, if you've listened to other podcasters, you've probably heard about this mic before. The reason I like it is it sounds good on most people. It's a dynamic microphone, so it's going to give you that, for lack of a better term, noise-canceling effect. But it's also a USB microphone, so you could take it out to your car. It is also an XLR microphone, so it has both inputs that you can use, uh, say if you have it going into a mixing board or an interface or something like that. It's just a good all-around mic. It's not that expensive. It's usually 60 to $75 on Amazon. So that's where I would start. You may also, if you've dabbled in recording before, you may just have a Shure SM58, you know, the standard... Um, silver ball microphone that everybody has seen before. That also is going to be a relatively good noise canceling type of microphone. And I'm using noise canceling sort of incorrectly. You really, it just really means that it's only going to pick up something really close to you. The microphone that I'm using right now is the Shure SM7B. It's sort of the granddaddy, the version of the SM58. It's it's a an old school radio microphone that's been used for a long time. I've done several interviews this last month while the landscapers have been outside, while a huge Florida thunderstorm has been raging outside, and people haven't been able to hear that in my recordings, even though I've got the gain turned up and it and it sounds really good. So a microphone like that, or the one that a lot of other people use is the Heil, H-E-I-L, PR40, or any of the Heil dynamic microphones. They have a similar effect of not picking up too far away from the mic. So you get that noise reducing effect. Let's use noise reducing as a term instead. So I, I hope that this episode has been helpful if you're dealing with noise while recording. Again, the ways that you could deal with it is one, find a new location. I know that's easier said than done sometimes. And if you can't do that too, try to find a different time to record during the day, a different day, early morning, late at night, during the day when people are away, finding a new time. Third is to treat your location, make it sound better, try to isolate it from the outside noise. And then four, finally, get a different microphone, get the right microphone for most podcast recordings, and that's going to be a dynamic microphone. So I hope that these recommendations were helpful. And if you have any other questions, feel free to email me at any time, danny at emeraldcitypro.com. I would love to get some more information from all of the listeners out there people who love podcast strategies, people who are listening each week. I want to know what you need and what is bothering you right now or what problems you're having, what hurdles you can't get over in your business or with your podcast. You know, you're trying to figure out just like what to figure out, which is hard enough. And since we don't 
know each other, even though we know each other through the podcast, but we don't really know each other. It's hard for me sometimes to know how or if I can help everyone that's listening. Is it crazy to assume that like me, you're against wasting time and opportunity? So here's my idea. Let's schedule a 10 minute call where I jump right into asking you two simple questions. Number one, what are three of your top headaches or frustrations in your business right now? You could just say, I hate trying to blank. And number two question, what are two to three goals for your business that you want to kill over the next three to six months? That's it. You don't have to worry about if they're in my skill set or represent the kind of work I do. I know other people that might be able to help you if I can't help. You're just going to vomit out the answers and I'll know immediately if I can help. The rest is easy to figure out. I Do you want me to help? That's it. Are you against giving that a shot? If not, just go over to dannyosmond.com slash call and schedule a quick 10 minute call with me at a time that works for you. And I really look forward to talking with you, hearing your opinions, hearing your answers and seeing if there's a way that I can help you or get you the help that you need. 